Mind matters, I think, more than ever today. Uh, the minds of believers, those that say, I want to be a follower of Jesus, are being attacked. They're being hit left and right. And tonight, we're going to discover just an amazing story of Jesus actually walking on earth and what he did with a man and a sick little girl. But tonight is going to be powerful. But last week, just to recap, if you were not here, you can listen to it on the podcast. That's not a you know, shameless plug. It is. Check it out. It's good. I preached it, so I'm just bragging. I'm kidding. That's terrible. But check it out. So you know where we're at and where we're going. But we went through the mind matters. And what we talked about last week was whatever you allow to come in will come out. So whatever you allow to come in your mind and in your heart will flow out of you. So what are you doing in life? What are you filling your brains with? What are you filling your minds with? What are you filling your heart with? Because whatever's going to come, whatever's going to be in there is going to come out to this world. And so we challenged our people. Take that. Take it to the cross every day. And it was called hiding behind. It was hidden behind. Hiding behind the cross. It's not that we're intimidated of this world. Uh Uh-uh. I ain't scared of that world. Because I'm hidden behind the cross of Jesus. So I can step out of this world and be a bright light. I can step out of this world and think differently than the rest of this, the people in the city. I can step out of this world and know confidently who loves me, who adored me, who saved me. We are hidden behind his cross. And so tonight we're going to continue. So if you have your Bibles, open up to Mark chapter 5. You guys with me? This church believes in saying amen, shouting the preacher down, whatever you need to do. Because I get a little loud. I didn't drink any coffee today, so we definitely know today's the Holy Spirit when I get a little crazy. But we love it, and we're going to dive in there. Matthew, Mark 5, sorry, Mark 5. It's a lot of scripture, but you guys are going to stick with me. If you don't have a Bible, there's some on the back. If you're new here and you need a Bible, take one. They're free. You don't got to put it underneath your jacket. It's cool. Just take it. Walk out with it. No one's looking. It's free, okay? But if not, scripture's going to be on the screen. We're going to read this story. Mind matters. Pay no attention. Mark 5, verse 21. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, a father falling at the feet of Jesus. He pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying, please come, put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she had been freed from her suffering. Powerful. At once, Jesus realized that his power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answers. And yet you can ask, who touched me? His disciples, man, they couldn't get it together. They just couldn't. Three years walking with this dude, they still could not get it together. But this is what we're going to focus on. But Jesus kept looking around to see what had been done. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet. And trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your sufferings. This is the part we're going to land on tonight. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Jairus, yo man, got some news for you. Daughter's gone. She's dead. They said, why bother the teacher? Why bother Jesus anymore? Your daughter's dead. 
He didn't do what he was going to tell you. He didn't act what he was going to do. He didn't say and come through with his word. That's how I read it. That's the J.P. paraphrase Bible. Overhearing what they said, Jesus told them, don't be afraid. Just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. They laughed at Jesus. Jesus spoke words, and people laughed at him. After he put them all out, a.k.a. he kicked them out. He said, get out. Get out the house. You want to laugh? You want to joke? You want to play games? Just get out. You don't want to see what I'm about to do? Go ahead and go. That's another time, another sermon. I'll preach it one day. Don't worry. Where am I at? What verse? Someone tell me. 40. After he put them all out, he took the child's father, mother, and disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by hand and said to her, Talitha koum, yes, amen, praise the Lord. Which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Mind matters. Pay no attention. Jesus, these are your words. Father, speak through me. I don't want any words to come out of me that aren't of you. So Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. We love you. We trust you. We thank you for this amazing example, this amazing story. So Father, go with us the rest of this evening. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So just full disclosure tonight, right? Had a message written all week. Woke up this morning. God said, guess what? I got a new message for you. I was like, ha Thanks, God. You mean I'm going to preach a message that I just found out on Sunday morning? He said, yeah, because you know what? This message needs to be heard. So I'm being obedient. I'm just giving you full disclosure. Is that all right? So this may be awesome. This may not be so awesome. Regardless, God's here and he's going to speak. But my matters, pay no attention. I know that's not in this scripture. I know that phrase is not there. We will get there. But how many of you know there are some things in this life that require our attention, that we better pay attention to? You know, us men, maybe some women right now, it's a thing called March Madness. And yes, go Michigan State. I don't know if they won or lost. I have no idea. Oh, they lost. Terrible. We can end church now. Anyways, just kidding. But we know as men this time during the year, basketball's going. But how many of you know when your wife walks in and starts to talk with you, you better pay attention. You probably should turn the TV off and you should probably give her your full attention. Hmm. Preaching to myself. There's some things like getting your classwork done, sitting in lectures, sitting in on the meetings at your workplace, paying attention to some important things, paying attention while you drive, while you ride your bikes. Some people in the city, y'all, they're crazy on their bikes. They don't pay any attention. They just think they see you. I don't see you. Pay attention. There's things that require us to pay attention in this life. You're with me on this? You guys know what I'm talking about? Maybe none of those ring with you, but there's something that you are required to put your attention to. Advice from parents, from mentors. <laughs> Man, if I would have listened to my parents many years back, I don't know where I would be at today. Maybe I'd be a little further in this journey, in this process, just being honest. Maybe I would have heeded some wisdom and advice that people gave to me. I would have been where I was at. Maybe I should have paid attention. But how many of you know there's some things that we don't be needing to pay attention to? There's some things today that you need to pay zero attention to. Texting and driving. 
I'm the worst. I am. But I know better. I shouldn't pay any attention to that text when it blows up on my phone. I should just let it be. Maybe not that serious. Maybe some shameless selfies that everybody's taking. But better yet, the social media that's going around today. See, we pay so much attention. Today's generation, I, would, I don't even have my phone. I have no idea where it's at. But if I had it, everyone that I'm around all the time, myself included, is like this. Everyone knows what this motion is, right? You all with me? You all know what this means, right? It's called Instagram. Just scrolling, 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 scrolling. We pay attention to some stuff that does not need to be paid attention to. We want to know what's hot today in celebrity worlds. Who cares? We want to know who's marrying who, who's getting rid of who, what shows are on TV today, what drama's happening here. All this stuff that we should be paying zero attention to. You know what else we're paying attention to that we shouldn't? The voices of the evil one. The voices of this world. See, if you're a follower of Jesus, and you've said, I've confessed with my mouth and believe my heart that Jesus is Lord, you are his child. But far too often, we're paying attention to some things in this world that we shouldn't be paying attention to. We're listening to some things. We're receiving some things in our heart and in our spirit that God has never intended for us to receive. See, we do it all the time. Satan speaks a word, we listen. A drop of doubt is dropped in, we listen. We pay attention to it. We give in to it. I'm right there with you. I doubt. I wonder. I get fearful. I go in things that I shouldn't go into because I listen to stuff that comes at me. Instead of saying, you know what? I'm hidden behind the cross. I'm not going to pay attention to this stuff any longer. I don't need to pay attention any longer to some things that are demanding or calling for my attention. See, tonight, we need to start to shut out the things of this world and start paying attention to the voice of Jesus. I'm going to read some notes. Is that all right? This isn't normal of me. But this is, so, like, this is not anything crazy. The mind is nuts. The mind is complex. I don't have time to go into all the things that the mind entails. But the mind destroys us. The mind is what has made us powerless as a church, as believers. It's loud. It's a lot. My mind, see? There we go. Bam. Right outside. See how it does that? I mean, that's a prime example. Wasn't in the notes. Wasn't planned. Perfect. But our mind controls us. Our mind tells us where we're going to go. Our mind tells us when we're going to step. Our mind guides us. Our mind directs us. Because we believe our minds and hearts are connected directly. So tonight it's enough. Just shut it off. Just shut out those voices. Stop listening to those voices. Stop listening to the things of this world. You know, far too often I hear, Pastor, I, I just, man, I know, you, I know you said some things, or man, you know, someone told me I shouldn't give in to this, or I shouldn't listen to this, but I did. And now I'm in a mess. And now I'm in this stuff that I, I don't know what to do. Man, I, I say to them all the time, I'm with you, man. I'm there. But man, if we just listened, if we just listened to the word of God, if we just received God's insight and God's wisdom through his word, through time of prayer, through standing in his presence, maybe some stuff that's trying to get your attention will no longer be that way. See, tonight, I'm going to pound this home all night long. You're like, man, that guy said four things. I don't care. Because tonight, we really as a church have to stop paying attention to the things of this world. we got to stop allowing the world to dictate how you act. 
how you operate, what you think you should be doing, where you think you should be going. No more. Shut it off. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's the world. You want to listen to the world? You want the world? You want to keep paying attention to the world? You're going to end up in a place where you're not going to like it. Oh, you might like it in the moment. Oh, yeah, we all love it in the moment. Sin feels good in the moment. Just being honest. Feels good. Oh, I want to be mad. I want to put myself here. I want to touch this. I want to drink a little of that. I want to smoke a little. Oh, it feels good. But you all wake up every morning. I woke up every morning and go, what the heck did I just do? Feel empty. Feel void. So once again, i got to go back. It's a cycle. It's just a vicious cycle. And we feel left out. We feel empty. We feel void. Because our mind keeps listening to that instead of saying, nope. I'm not listening any longer. We're going to get to the scripture. I promise. You're like, man, this dude's just preaching. He doesn't even reference the scripture. We're going to reference it right now. All you haters out there. Like, man, this dude don't even read the I do. We're going to get into it right now. Jarius, right? The dude I was reading about. He's a leader in the synagogue. A.K.A., in that time, he's a pastor. And oftentimes, in that moment, those dudes didn't really like Jesus. Because Jesus was going against some stuff that they were saying and what they believed. But guess what? In a moment of desperation, Jarius, his daughter, is sick. So Jerry threw, can we just call him Jerry? Jerry just threw religion out the window. He said, you know what? My daughter, the one I love, she's sick. And I've seen this guy Jesus do some crazy stuff, the miracles, the things that we talked about a few weeks back. I've seen him, so I'm going to go to him. I know he's the one that can heal. I know he's the one that can restore. Imagine the turmoil going through that father's brain. Imagine the turmoil that is happening inside of that family. My daughter's sick. This is not supposed to happen. I'm never supposed to lose a, a child. I'm, a par- I'm not a parent, but parents should never bury their children. That's not how it works, right? That, in our, that's not how it works. So Jesus, I'm going to come to you and ask you why this is going on. So Jairus shows up, full of turmoil. I have to believe it. He probably didn't just walk up all calm, cool, collected, like Jesus. Hey, my, my daughter's sick. I've seen parents, when their child is sick, that's not how they react. So this dude shows up to Jesus, and he's like, Jesus, my daughter's sick. And Jesus says, okay, I'll come with you. Jarius says, all right, great, let's go, come on. And they're walking, they're walking, they're walking, and guess what happened? Jesus gets stopped. Jesus gets stopped to heal a woman that I don't have time to talk about, but this woman is sick for a long time. And Jesus stops on his way to another miracle to sit in that miracle and make that happen. You know what I would have done as a parent? Jesus, don't worry about her. Because that's what my brain would have told me. Just me, judge me. Everyone's looking at me like, "Mm -mm, no, I wouldn't do that. Heal that lady too. Y'all liars. You're lying. See, I would have been like, Jesus, no, you, you you don't understand. You don't got time for that. My daughter's sick. My daughter's sick. I can't, no, come on. See, that's what happens to us. Our brain starts to tell us, Jesus isn't working on your behalf. Jesus isn't doing the stuff that you need him to do. Jesus isn't moving in your timetable. Jesus is stopping for a bunch of other people, giving a bunch of other people blessings, and you're over here saying, I haven't received anything. I need a job. I've been out of a job for six months, but everybody I talk to has a job. Jesus, you ain't listening to me. I've been waiting for Mr. Wright and Mrs. Wright. I've been praying. I've been fasting. 
I've been going to everything and anything, trying to meet that person. And everybody else around me seems to be getting married. Jesus, you don't know what you're doing. Come on, Jesus, work on my behalf. Is this making sense? Because we've all been there. Jesus, work on my behalf. Stop worrying about everybody else. Just come with me. But the Father doesn't do that. How amazing is that? Because you want to know why? My boy Jerry, my dude, I really believe this. He had a revelation of who Jesus was. He saw the things that Jesus could do. And he was like, you know what? That is my king. That is my God. No matter what you want to do, Jesus, let's just keep going. Do your thing, but let's keep going. Do your thing. Come on, I'm going to keep on with you because I trust that you still got me. See, we give up so easy. I'm going to preach. We give up. When this tells us it's not adding up, we give up. When this doesn't tell us, hey, when it tells us it's not making sense, we don't want to make any sense of it then. Jesus, you're not working. You're not moving. You're not doing the things you told me you would do. Pay no attention to it. It's not of God. He's for you and never against you. We could say that all day long. I could preach that message. I could be like, he's for you, not against you. You guys would be like, yeah. And then you walk out of here going, he's not against me. No, no, no. He's against me. I know it. He's against me. But you know what's amazing about this story? See, in Mark 5, verse 36, Jesus heard the word that was spoken. He said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. See, the word translated there, heard, that word in the original text, you know what that means? Pay no attention to. See, so in the story, Jesus heals that woman, keeps walking. And as they're there, because Jesus didn't act fast enough, he didn't do the things, all that we think that he should do, his buddies come, Jerry's buddies come and say, your daughter's dead. That dream you had inside of you, it's dead. The thing that you thought you were called to do, it's dead. And Jesus says to Jerry, Jerry, pay no attention to them. I'm your king. I'm your healer. I'm your savior. Your mind is my mind. Your thoughts are my thoughts. Your ways are my ways. So pay no attention to them. Shut it out. Let's go. That's powerful. You could say amen. That we serve a God that says, you know what? Pay no attention to it. I got greater things in store for you. I got mightier things in store for you. I got plans and dreams and things that I need from you that are deep inside of you. That if you just only wait with me, that if you only sit with me, you'll discover them. But our brains tell us, you've waited long enough. You've sat long enough. And Jesus is trying to get to you and say, pay no attention to that stuff. I'm for you. I'm with you. Let's go. You can put your hands together and give Jesus a little praise clap because I'm the only one preaching in this place. Maybe I'm the only one that believes it. But I believe that there's some people in this place that need to make a mind shift. They need to shut off the stuff that they're listening to and say, no more. I'm not paying any attention to it. No more. Three things. Every week, three things. We're not preaching long tonight. You all like, thank you. <laughs> it's nice outside. Three things. Is this encouraging you? Jesus said, pay no attention to it. My word was spoken. I'm going. I've gone before you. Stop, my child. Breathe. Relax. Let me work. Let me fight. 
your battles. But three things that come to mind when I hear this, when it deals with the mind and what we listen to, the first is this. No matter what you do for God, there will be opposing voices. No matter what you do for God, there will be opposing voices. See, people get into this relationship with Jesus and they start to serve Jesus, and then people stop liking them. (laughs) And they're like, I don't want Jesus. It happens right here. It also happens in the Old Testament with a dude named David. A man after God's own heart. The man, the myth, the legend David. David is one of my favorite characters of the Bible. You all know David and Goliath? Anybody? Just me. Anybody know the story? Yes. Interactive. You know the story of David and Goliath. This little shepherd boy goes out to this giant and kills him. Becomes king. Becomes ruler. Becomes all that God purposed him to do. But you know what part of that story we don't even focus on at times? You know what's amazing? When David shows up to that battlefield, see, his dad sends him to go to meet his brothers who were at the battlefield. His brothers are the ones that are supposed to be fighting. David's not supposed to be fighting. David's a little shepherd boy. And David knows, though, inside of him who God is. Who God is. So he shows up and says, what are are y'all freaking out about? You're God's army. You're scared for this giant? And guess who the first person shows up to him? His brother. The closest family member there, his brother, says, yo, David. Once again, in J.P. Paraphrase Bible. David, did you just come to see us get killed? What are you doing here? Get out of here. You're nobody. You're not worth it. You're not strong enough. You're not pretty enough. You're You're not the greatest. You're not the smartest. You're not whatever this world tells you. And David does this. I love this. This is how I see it. This is how my brain works. David sees his brother and says, hey, thanks, brother. I'm going to the battlefield. Hey, thank you for saying all those things about me. I don't receive it. I don't listen to it. I know where I'm called. I know what I'm destined to do. I know the dream inside of me that God's put in me. I'm going after it. I'm going to reach this city for the kingdom of God. I'm going to change lives for the kingdom of God. So whenever you decide to step into the game, to step in the battlefield, guess what's going to happen? You're going to have some people telling you you can't do it. So you make the resolve in your brain and in your heart tonight, I don't care what people say about me. I don't care what people tell me I can't do. I serve a God that's bigger than any of it. So forget them. See, this isn't a prideful thing, but man, do you know how many people told Rachel and I that this wouldn't happen? Can I just be real honest? People sat across the tables from us at times, said, no, I'm too young. You're going to step out in faith with no resources? You're not going to reach anybody. You're not even from the city. People don't know you. Am I lying? Do you know how many times we walked out of that conversation or conversations and said, man, what are, what are we about to get into? <laughs> what are we about to do? Is this, is this really what God's called us to do? Opposing voices. And you know what I love? My wife. She's amazing because she would look at me and say, we can either listen to him or we can keep going after what God's called us to go after. So thank God that my wife has a lot more grace and insight than I do. Because I think at times I would have been like, they're right. They're, they're probably right. There's no way. I can't preach. I got a lisp. You all know that? Probably not. My aunt's laughing because she knows it's true. I don't like talking in front of people. Like literally I go sometimes to the bathroom, want to throw up because I don't like this. But guess what? It's what God's called me to do. 
So I'm going to do it. And he's going to come before me. He's going to go behind me. He's going to work on my behalf. And when God does it, opposing voices have no place. See, his buddy showed up to Jerry. Y'all like, Jerry? What? To Jerry is the leader, the pastor. Said, Jerry, your, boy, your, your, your daughter's dead. Leave him alone. Leave that teacher, that, 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 that Jesus, the one that everyone's talking about, leave him alone. Don't mess with him. He hasn't come through for you. That's how I read it. That's how I read it. And Jerry goes, no, I know who my king is. I know who my ruler is. I know who can heal. So thank you very much for those kind words of encouragement. My daughter's not dead. She's not dead because I know Jesus promised me he would come through for me, so he's going to come through for me. Y'all decide to choose and love Jesus. Guess what? There's going to be people that may not like you. There's some voices in you that are going to speak a little louder now. Telling you the stuff that you want to do, the things that you feel like you're called to do, the great plans and visions that God's placed in you, those aren't real. Talk. You know what to say? Talk is cheap. Satan's words are cheap. They got no place in my life, and I sure as pray that they don't have any place in your heart and mind. It's boys. Jerry's like, get out of here. If you want, you can come with and see the miracle that's about to happen. <laughs> Part of me wants to invite all the people that told us no. <laughs> yeah, come sit in a service on Sunday. That's really bad. Counseling session, pride, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is a great man of God right here. He's like, just joking, jokes, it's funny. A lot funnier in my head than it came out. Once again. Second thing is this, listening to the wrong voices can be dangerous. Anybody ever listen to anybody, tell them it's a good idea and you do it and it's terrible? Oh yeah, some really stupid decisions that I've made is because some people told me I should do it. For instance, like putting football pads on and a helmet in the middle of the night at Olivet when I'm a soccer player and I lived with the starting linebacker, all-time leading tackler for the NAI, and they said, hey, go take a fair catch punt from him and see if you can outrun him. Great idea. It's awesome. Totally can do it. Guess what happens? I receive the ball. I don't remember anything from that moment on for the next three days. True story. I'm knocked out. Cold. They're dragging me off the field going, dude, you got to wake up because if someone finds out that we did this, we are all in trouble. But you know how many people sat there in the room and said, great idea, let's go do it. This is awesome. You're going to do it. I'm like, yes, I'm going to do it. Terrible. It wasn't what I was called to do. I wasn't called to put football pads on and a helmet. See, we listen far too often to some people that we shouldn't be listening to. See, Zechariah 3, we're almost done. Old Testament, once again. The Bible's full of amazing things. Zechariah 3, there's a man named Joshua there. He's about to walk in that time. He had to go in to the presence of God. He had to walk into a place with the presence of God. And Joshua, I'm paraphrasing a lot of this. It's in Zechariah 3. Joshua walks into the presence of God dirty. Dirty rags on, dirty clothes on. See, you didn't walk in like that. You're supposed to walk in in clean robes and all that. Joshua walks into the presence of God. And he sits there and he's just waiting and he's waiting and he's waiting and he's waiting on God. And guess who's there with him? Anybody know? Satan. Satan's there with him. 
And Satan's telling him all the things that he's not. Satan's telling him, you know, you got this stain here because you're hanging with these people. You got this stain here because you've done this in the past. You got this stain here because you've acted this way. You got this stain here for whatever, this, 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 this. You're dirty. You can't sit before God. God doesn't want you in his presence. God doesn't want you in the presence of God. You know what's amazing? Joshua didn't listen to it. What's even more amazing is guess who shows up on the scene? God. Because Joshua waited long enough for God to show up on the scene. He didn't turn his back when God didn't come through, when Satan was yelling at him and screaming at him. And you know what God says to him? The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. That's strong language. You know what it means to be rebuked? It means to literally muzzle your mouth. Jesus walks in, God walks in and says, I'm going to put a muzzle on your mouth. You got no more words to speak to this dude. He's mine. Maybe somebody needs to hear that and that alone tonight. You're his. And when you hear those voices and you hear those things because you're listening to all the wrong voices and the wrong people, maybe you just need to say, God, muzzle them. Because I'm coming in. I'm pressing in. As dirty as I am, as much sin as I got, I'm coming in. I'm going to sit at your feet and I'm going to allow you to speak to me. See, Jesus doesn't care what you've done. He loves you. But more importantly, what he does care about is to remove it out of your life and take you from glory to glory to new things, to new life, to new heights and new depths with him. You with me? See, listening to the wrong voices can be dangerous. See, what if Jerry did listen to his buddies? See, Jerry, in my opinion, dictates how that miracle is going to go. Just my theology, I'm sorry. God's God, he's all-powerful, he'll do whatever he wants. But guess what? He needs his people. See, Jerry could have decided, man, guys, you know what? My daughter's dead. All right, thanks, Jesus. Because we all do it. But no, he says, you know what? I'm not listening to those voices. I'm not listening to those things in my life that are trying to pull me back, trying to pull me down, trying to speak to me about who I was. I'm a new creation. Y'all got some friends that are reminding you of who you would. Get them out of your life. Let me just teach for a second. We're going to close. Jordan, come on up. You got some people speaking into your life telling you who you used to be or reminding me you of what you've done in the past? Get them out of your head. Matter of fact, delete them from your phone. How about that? See, your friends, where you're going to go, show me your five friends. Show me who you surround yourself with. I'm going to show you where you're going to go in the five, next five years of your life. Guarantee it. See, who you surround yourself with, who you listen to, all those things matter. Because it's going to come in here. And this and this is connected. So if you're listening to some people that are telling you some stuff that is not of you, that is not of God, maybe you just need to say thank you and walk away. Oh, you're scared? eternity we're talking about it's not for this moment this life is we're all gonna die hello good news you know like man this church I ain't coming back we're all gonna pass away I want my life to go after the things of God I want my life to pursue God I want my life to love people to care for people to show people the greatest thing that I've ever received and it's Jesus 
So if people want to keep yelling and shouting and screaming at me, Jesus, muzzle their mouths. Muzzle their mouths. Muzzle their words. I am not that man anymore. I'm not that kid that was caught up in partying and girls. I'm not that man anymore that was caught up in wine. I'm not that man anymore. Muzzle it. That's what he wants for you. That's his heart for you. Third thing is this. Jesus taught us. We can ignore the voices. We can ignore them. You really can. You can make the decision to shut them up, but then you can make the decision to ignore them. That's where the battle comes in. But see, where there's a battle, there's a great miracle. See, if Jerry would have listened to him, guess what would have happened? He would have stayed. Jesus would have probably went his other way, and his daughter would have been dead. But Jerry said, come on with me. Come on. Come with me. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. And they show up to a house that's full of commotion. And people are laughing at Jesus. You know what Jesus says? Go. Go. I'm going to do something great here. The battle for me to get here, the battle for this guy, Jerry, to get here with me was great. But my, my power is greater. So let's make this miracle happen. Let's make this thing happen right here, right now. We don't have to listen to these voices. We don't have to listen to the world. We don't have to. If we just decide to fight, to stay in as long as we can until we see the breakthrough, until we see the miracle, until we see the provision, if we just stayed in the presence of God long enough, just maybe you'll see it. We give up. We give up. I think tonight God just wanted me to tell y'all, myself included, enough's enough, enough giving up. Sit, stand firm in, the God, in God's presence and say enough is enough. I'm not paying attention to anything else in this world. I'm not paying attention to who I used to be. I'm not paying attention to what the world has labeled me as. I'm not paying attention to what the world tells me I should be like. I'm not paying attention to this world of social media that tells me i got to pose like this, show a little bit of this, be a little bit like that. I'm paying no attention because I'm hidden behind the cross. I'm hidden behind the all-powerful God, the one that made me in my mother's womb that doesn't make mistakes, and he hasn't started with you. I promise. If you think you're a mistake, you're not. Whatever's been spoken over your life, I speak it out in Jesus' name right now. I speak truth into your brains. I speak truth into your hearts. Because you know what? People would look at me oftentimes and say, JP, Jesus has more for you. And I wouldn't listen to him. I wouldn't. Because I was afraid. Of what? This is what I want to do. This is the path that I want to go on. This is what I know my God, my King has called me to. So I'm going to shout, voices, shout all you want. People, shout all you want. Fear, shout all you want. But it's not going to sit in my head. It's not going to sit in my mind because I have the mind of Christ. My thoughts are your thoughts. You are the king. 